0: Good morning. It is time to get up with the game of the year. Cowboys, Niners, rivalry renewed and storylines everywhere. And one surefire way Dak can win will tell you what it is. And then we'll go live to Philly to tell you exactly what Jalen Hurts can and cannot do this weekend. The news from there is enormous. And then who saw this coming? Aaron Rodgers ripped by the last person in the world you were expecting to hear it from. Oh, we are loaded up today, people, as we get up with you starting right now on this Thursday. Delighted you are there. Delighted they are here. Graziano's ready to go. Hey, Ninko's ready to go. Bartholomew is in the house. Oh, and D- Damian is preaching once again today. How are we, D-Wood? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. What's going on? Now We are ready to roll and we have got ourselves the game of the year on tap. Two iconic franchises squaring off Sunday night. It's the ninth all-time playoff meeting between the Cowboys and the 49ers that is tied for the most common playoff matchup ever. Dallas has won five of the previous eight. Both franchises ranked top two among current NFC teams in playoff wins, conference championship appearances and Super Bowl titles. Each of them has won five. The Niners won four of theirs in the 80s. The Cowboys won three of theirs in the 90s. Overall, they combined to win eight Super Bowls in those decades. Here's Kyle Shanahan on The Rivalry. So it was the biggest rivalry in football to me growing up. And then usually that goes away when you don't meet in the playoffs a bunch. And um, we had a big game last year. We got a big game this year. So um, the more you do that, the bigger it gets again. All right. The spread is tight. Caesars like San Francisco at home, but only by four points. The total, by the way, at 46 is the lowest of the four playoff games this weekend for what it's worth. Mike McCarthy is 0-3 as a head coach against San Francisco in his postseason career. One of those games, of course, came last season, the disastrous final seconds of that game in Dallas. So, I gave my friend Rob Vinkovich a homework assignment. You were with us yesterday here, Mm -hmm. and I told you that I believe that when the postseason begins, these quarterbacks who don't like to run that much during the regular year, particularly Patrick Mahomes, we see them using their legs. Dak Prescott does that as well as just about any quarterback in the
1: NFL. Show us how he's going to do it Sunday. Okay, this is the easiest Assignment. It's only two plays, but just roll the tape. Let's let's get on this real quick. Uh, so I'm going to highlight the defensive end right here. So this is an option play. Dak is going to keep the ball. The defensive end has to make a decision. Do I go get the quarterback or do I go get the pitch? He tries to slow play it. Dak gives him a little fake, runs it up the field, close to a touchdown. So now I'm going to show you, show you another play. The defense is in man coverage. Everyone is in man. So this is vital that the defensive line keeps the quarterback in the pocket. You see the defensive end gets pinned inside here. You have to contain the quarterback because when you're in man, your DBs have turned their backs to the quarterback. They have no vision. So this space here where Dak can get out and run for a first down, that is a vital, vital thing for the defensive line to make sure they keep the quarterback in the pocket, especially if you're a man, but we know the 49ers like to play zone, so with zone your eyes are on the quarterback, so that doesn't give you as much space as you would if you had man, so it's going to be up to the D-line as well. Look, Dak is not Josh Allen
0: and he's not Lamar Jackson. It's not a part of their designed offense right. all year long, but he, he more than has the ability to do it, and this past weekend he had a season high in rushing attempts, and Bart, I think that is a big part of the game plan for Sunday night. Well listen, when you talk about making a dash for the Cavs, you got to be all in. And you know, it's
2: any means necessary. And I think that's what you see. You see the desperation and the urgency by Dak understanding that they need him to be as mobile as he can be because that dictates coverage. Because what happens is if Dak starts to hurt you with his legs, then you have to put a spy. If you put a spy there, then that allows you know, um, alleys and lanes for you to throw the ball in front of the safety. So he has to make sure that he uses the athleticism. We see Daniel Jones doing it at a clip mm-hmm. that we haven't seen before. He puts that back foot down. If he sees man to man coverage, backs turn, you have an opportunity because you always have alleys. The same lanes that you throw through as a, as a mobile quarterback, you run through because the defense only has four guys on the line of scrimmage, you have five guys that creates two open lanes, you step up, you do not step back and retreat because you put your tackles at risk. Damon Woody used to hate when Sanchez used to do that. They <laughs> step up <laughs> in the pocket, stand <laughs> the eye of the hurricane. Yeah, I just threw you under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> but here's
0: the thing. Look, he used to do a lot more of it, it feels mm-hmm. like, and then he had the terrible injury, and it feels like they've scaled that back, and that's fine. That's smart. You don't want your quarterback taking unnecessary hits during the regular season, mm-hmm. but this is a one-game season now on Sunday, and it is, I think it is, he has the potential to make this a very important part of the game.
3: Well, I mean, listen, we've been talking about this aspect of Dak's game for I don't know how long. Like, when is Dak going to use his legs, right? We know he's one of the best pocket passes in the National Football League, but we always said that was an underrated element of his game that he wasn't utilizing. Then, voila, here we go. First playoff game, we see Dak doing speed option, Mm -hmm. you know, scramble, uh, naked bootleg, like, that's what it's going to take against San Francisco, because guess what? It's going to be very hard to actually run the football. They're
4: going to need their quarterback to make plays with his legs. That's the thing. The San Francisco defense, correct me if I'm wrong, it gets stronger the further you go toward the line of scrimmage, right? If they're vulnerable, it's in the secondary. Yes. Right. And they do play a lot of zone. And Dak's numbers, I was looking at Dak's numbers against zone this year, pretty mm. spectacular. So if they can get keep the pass rush off of him in any way and, and open things, I, I think that's a lot. They're going to want to show the Niners something the Niners haven't seen from them. Uh, and, yes, they saw it if they watched the Monday night game, as they surely did. They saw him running. But I think that's an element of the game that, that they have been kind of holding back all year and, and waiting for the right time.
0: But to Danny's point, and, and Rob Minkovich you were a pass rusher, if we wake up on Monday morning and we say the best player on the field Sunday was Nick Bosa, the Cowboys have no chance. They have to find a way to make sure that, that he doesn't ruin this
1: game. Yes, of course. And and anytime, Damian, you know this, when you're going against a great pass rusher, you have to game plan accordingly based on what the defense likes to do do. What do they like to do? They have a great front. They have a front that can get after the quarterback. So you have to just make sure, especially if you're in zone, that your front has to get home. You don't have time yeah. to, to let your secondary read read the quarterback because in zone coverage, really, basically, it's it's timing and windows. So yeah. offensively, you're trying to make sure your your receivers are in the right spots and in the right time, and you get the ball out of your hand. Damian Woody has borrowed my pen and He's he has doing made the... a note. What does our note say? Let's see what that is. Bosa. Osa,
3: <laughs> when you get, I guarantee you, when the Dallas Cowboys got in that meeting, their meeting, offensive meeting. Bosa, oh, Bosa, oh, boy, that's the guy, that's Boston. the guy, Bosa. <laughs> yeah. eliminate, you, got, you got to eliminate him. You yeah. got to eliminate, if, if you're want, if you the Dallas Cowboys, if you want any chance to win this game, you got to eliminate the difference makers on their opponent. Now
0: let me have, take it back to something else. I'm dying to hear Bart and Ninko on this because uh, Damian Woody was quite passionate on this subject yesterday. There is a significant disparity in the amount of rest and preparation time these two teams have going into this game. The Niners go from a Saturday to a Sunday night, they have an extra day. The Cowboys go from a Monday night to a Sunday, they have one fewer day than normal, plus they travel both times. Both those games are road games for the Cowboys. That feels like a big deal to me. I'm, I'm reading the look on Bart's face. I think he disagrees. But, D-Wood, tell me, just how concerned are you about the additional or, or less rest time for the Cowboys?
3: I don't give a damn about, re- like, rest time. Think gr- We are in the bi- the biggest weekend in football, the divisional realm. If you want rest, you wait until the postseason when you can get on the beach. Like, that, look, right now, everything is about the ring. It's about the championship. You can't be concerned. You can't make excuses or be concerned. Oh, the San Francisco 49ers got an extra day or whatever it is. Nobody cares. But Nobody cares. We, like we shouldn't even be bringing this up. Either you're
4: gonna get it done or you're not gonna get it done. Period. But that's, the question is not, are the Cowboys planning to use this as an excuse? The question is, are they going to feel different than the 49ers do as a result of two, two fewer days? No? I, I'm no. spoken I mean, like I had a, a, a spoken like a mere mortal. Yes. yeah. In the great what, words of Yoda, do it, or it, do not. Go. Try
2: is not an option. Nobody cares about the circumstances. Nobody cares how you right, feel. But, like it doesn't matter. It's not going to affect you. Listen, the journaling is going to push you through. It does not
0: matter. Any means necessary. Look, listen, about 10 years ago, or now I guess it's 12 years yeah. ago, and we're going to reunite you and Sal Palantino ah. a little later on the show. But the legendary can't wait game. The Patriots had a bye. They had two weeks to yes. prepare for your Jets, who were, had played a road game the week before, and then played a road game and went in there and won. So you are living proof that it doesn't have to make a difference. You're picking a scab. I mean. Okay, well, sorry, Nico. But, I mean, it's not I, you got Super Bowls, but though. Yeah. You know
1: what helps? The fact that they were just in a pillow fight with yes. the are Bay Bucks. They, were in a, they had 68 dropbacks. They had 12 <laughs> they runs. They played 707. That's it. So you're basically yeah. just running around. There is nothing physical about the game that they just played. Now, if on the flip side of that, if they played a heavy run team that's running direct runs at you and you're having to you know strap up and, and yeah. make some big hits, then, yeah, you're beat up, you're sore. So I think after the Tampa game, they're completely But the fine. 49ers are a physical team. Does that start to matter? Third, fourth, fourth
0: quarter, the, the Cowboys, all that. I, I, look, I, I'm dying for you all to be right. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to fight back here. You know where my allegiance lies in all of this. But it, it does feel like it has to be some I – mean, Graziano and I, and again, we didn't play, so we fully oh, defer I mean, to you guys. It feels like it has to make some
4: difference. I mean, I covered a Sunday night game, and they gave me a Saturday game this week, so I got a short week myself. <laughs> I'm not eager to get on a plane tomorrow. I could use <laughs> one more day. That, that's all I'm saying. But, but I, you know, you guys you guys obviously it, 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 know a lot better.
3: Yeah. First of all, Green, first of all – we as players, we are maniacs. Okay, Say somebody's gonna out Right, us. we're gonna we're maniacs. To to sit here and say, oh, because this team has more rest, that they're gonna basically kick you behind. Really? Like 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 you think any player
4: is gonna is it, it's, it's gonna respond to something like that? Question like come is like, on, the margins are so small. Could it make enough of a difference to sway a close game? That's the question. Listen, Mike McCarthy,
2: better nip that in the bud immediately. It doesn't matter. you got a chance for glory. you got a chance to be immortal. These two guys have Super Bowl rings. They're immortal. When they're gone, they'll still be remembered. That's what you're fighting for. I don't care how you feel, how tired you are. Man, go complain to somebody else. Man,
0: you got the best opportunity in the world. Do you want to play it real quick? Cindy, do you have the Mike McCarthy there? I I jumped right through it, but we could play it if you guys want to hear how McCarthy handled it. This was what Mike McCarthy said in response to this exactly the other day.
3: I think it's going to serve us well. We'll, we'll, be, we'll, be, we'll have less sleep and we'll be grumpy, so we'll be fine. TV is king. I mean, what are you going to say? It's not a concern. We've got plenty of time to get ready, so we're not stressed about it at all.
2: Not stressed about it at all. You like it? I do, because really it's about you. When you get into the postseason, listen, nobody, gonna, teams are going to be who they are. Right. You understand what what, what they need to be focusing on is who's in that bunch set, whether it's a tight end and and a running back, whether it's two receivers to understand they need to be able to get down in tendencies and be able to come down and say, listen, we got to take it longer. You're going to take your lumps. They're going to get some. You're going to get some. But I need you to be mentally strong. This isn't about a physical thing. This is about mental toughness and mental toughness starts with saying there's no excuses. I can, listen, I once went to the playoffs and went to the AFC Championship, and we had no bye that year. Yeah. No bye. 18 games straight because of the hurricane. It did not matter. It did not matter. Like, the circumstances doesn't matter. Rex used to say all the time, when it's
0: tough on everybody else, it's just right for us. And that's the mentality that your team has to have. All right, we will make our picks as the day goes on, and we will have not one but two sessions of smashing helmets today. (laughs) Dean Wood will do the AFC one hour, the NFC another hour, as we get you set for the best weekend of football of the year. And we are just getting started this morning. The other NFC matchup. How much did an extra week of rest actually help Jalen Hurts, is he ready to be a full go? We will take you live to Philly for the very specific answer. Plus, Aaron says he can still win MVP. That got a lot of attention, including from Rob Gronkowski. Wait till you hear what Gronk had to say. You will next. We're getting up with you on ESPN. Delicious meat nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot. for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals we roll on on this very busy thursday time for dan graziano's overreactions i'll say something people are saying you tell me if it's an overreaction People are saying
4: the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. Is that an overreaction? I mean, it has been for a quarter century, right? Like, they they don't... Look, yes, I think it's an overreaction because... The road remains very difficult. There the, the teams in front of them are much tougher to beat than the team they beat on Monday night. I understand how great they look. I think it's possible they could get there, but to beat San Francisco and then win what amounts to a third NFC East game mm-hmm. against an opponent, I think that's gonna be pretty tricky.
0: Okay, so we'll move past them for the moment. We'll come back to them. Here's one that I find fascinating. If people are saying, you know, Brock Purdy is gonna be the starting quarterback
4: in San Francisco next year. Is that an overreaction? No, I don't think it is. I think it's entirely possible that Brock Purdy's the starter. I mean, really, they could win the Super Bowl with him. How could you possibly say to him, hey, thanks for winning the Super Bowl. You're now our backup going into next year. No, he has shown them everything they've needed to see. I, I think I- I- At this point, I think the 49ers feel like they may have found their quarterback. And, and what that means for everybody else on the roster uh, will be fascinating. Particularly
0: well. Trey Lance. Yeah, That's a fast, it's not He's today's only story. He's 22 years old, Trey Lance. They traded everything in the world to go up and make him yeah. the third pick in the draft. And now all of a sudden, Mr. Irrelevant could be their quarterback. It's not today's story, but that is something to talk about. All right, one more. If, if people are saying Aaron Rodgers is going to demand a trade out of Green Bay, is that an overreaction?
4: I think it is, yes. And while it is within the range of potential outcomes, a year ago it felt like he was not long for Green Bay, that he was done there, and they redid a contract. And the way they did the contract, Green, we've been over this, really makes it look like he wants to be there next year as well as this past year. So I think uh, we hear what he's saying. I think he's really mulling a decision. And when, it, when all is said and done, I think that's, he stays put.
0: All right, so, so the contract says one thing, but to your point, Rodgers kind of said yes. another. Here he was, in case you missed it, with Pat McAfee on Tuesday talking about his future.
1: Do I still think I can play? Of course. Of course. Can I play at a high level? Yeah. The highest.
0: I think I can win MVP again the right situation. Um, right situation, is that Green Bay or is that somewhere else? I'm not sure. Um, but I don't think you should shut down any you know opportunity. All right, fascinating. I mean, what can I tell you? Why, 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 what's with the look on the face of Bart Scott? The Here
2: goes right? another offseason oh, with Macken's dealing back. with this drama, man. I feel like I'm on General Hospital days of our lives, mm-hmm. man, every day with this guy. He knows exactly what he's doing. What's he doing? He, listen, he's taking us along for the ride. Like, I know he's going to go off and he's going to – I just – man, can you d- handle this again? A whole other year of this drama, man. But I tell you what, like, they have to make a decision. Either you got to be all in with Aaron Rodgers, or you got to be all out. And they got to make a decision early because he's talking about, you know, he, he doesn't want to, you know, rebuild. So they got to make some decisions. Like, they got to come out of character. Like, you know, for years we talk about – we sit on this stage all the time and we talk about how, listen, they operate a certain way. They have to go get him the necessary weapons. They have to push all their chips in the middle of the table because who cares if you save money, you're financially responsible if you don't win a championship. And he is dangerously close to Drew Brees type of territory, a Hall of Famer. And you ask yourself, why did he only win one Super Bowl? And that's what the, that's what you're measured on. When you talk about, you know, it's different levels of the Hall of Fame you got to win multiple Super Bowls. Right now, he's teetering there with Drew Brees. He'll never be com- considered one of the greats because he only won one Super
0: Bowl with all that talent. He said two things. There were two things in that that we have to analyze. The first is, can he still play at an MVP level? He did not this season. They had a lot of problems in Green Bay this year. And I'm not going to suggest he was one of the biggest, but he certainly didn't solve them with his play. And the second is, is that a team that if they do some semblance of what Bart is talking about, are they a legit championship contender next Year, Damian Woody.
3: Uh, to, well, listen. to Answer your first question. I think he can be an MVP again next next season. Yeah. There was a lot of you know circumstances. The thumb, the, the broken thumb that we talked about. But some of it was his own fault. Like you, you go out and you draft two rookie wide receivers. Well, where were you in all season? Why weren't you taking reps? Things are happening. Like you. You can't expect production during the season if you're not taking getting getting those reps off-season, training camp, stuff like that, man. So some of that is Aaron Rodgers' own
1: doing, but I still feel like he's going to go back to Green Bay. What an egomaniac this guy is. So yeah. I envision walking into his home and above the mantle on the <laughs> fireplace is just a painting of him like this. Angel wings. <laughs> just, just like this, like just looking at you. And, and, yeah, I'm the MVP. A lot of eyes in there. Nothing about the team or, yeah. you know, this team, the organization. Green Bay Packers have been here a long time. I hope I could get them back to a Super Bowl. Uh, it's fascinating you say that. You yeah. know who else heard that? Your old buddy Ooh. and your old
0: teammate, oh. Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> Gronkowski? Of all people. <laughs> of all people. Rob Gronkowski was put off huh. by the way Aaron Rodgers handled that. Listen to Gronk. Whoa. Why are you thinking MVP? Like, don't you want Super Bowls? Like, Super Bowls are, are, I think, five times greater than than an MVP award. Like, we all know that you won the MVP a few times now, but, like, you know, everyone would know even more how many more Super Bowls you've won than MVPs. I'm it. speechless. Yeah. I mean, th- th- that that's Gronk preach. Are you like a proud father, Nico? Well, I mean, I, he's actually serious there. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> know how to take it. Like, <laughs> I don't I either. Think, I don't know, he, how, was, yeah, I don't yeah, know that, how to react serious. to serious Gronk, but he's making an interesting point. Yeah. Are you put off by the fact that he's talking about MVP instead of winning the Super Bowl?
2: I am, because that's what all players are measured about. That's why he'll never be considered one of the greats, in my opinion. And that's what makes Tom Brady so great because he sacrificed money so that he can be an immortal, right? It's it's no debate of who's the greatest quarterback of all time. Most talented, maybe Aaron Rodgers. Best winner? No, because he put himself before the team. And I feel like he's doing this again. And you know, but because they gave him the contract, they have to, you know, succumb to, to his wishes. And I think DeAndre Hopkins is the only thing that can put him to that elite level. Mm. To do that, that means they have to go. Yeah, I mean, he's available, right? They gotta yeah. put, they gotta stack the day.
0: Like, he doesn't have a great receiver. He doesn't have a top-15 receiver. They have to do that. Maybe Christian Watkins and Romeo Dobbs turn into that. Maybe they don't. Are you willing to roll the dice on a
1: $60 million quarterback and wait to find out that answer? I think the bigger issue here is if you are outside, if you're not Aaron Rodgers and you're on the team and you're with management, what do we do here? Like, we're just waiting. We're just waiting for him to say, I'm ready to go for another year. Or, oh, we'll see. It might be somewhere else. I might be here. I still feel like I could play at a high level, but it might not be in Green Bay. I might not play. You need to know. No. Are you going to be the quarterback here? We have things to do. We have, we have to make some decisions. Please let us know because last year we lost the best receiver in football because you were indecisive. Quickly, Dan Graziano. If he decides
0: he wants to continue playing and it's somewhere else and the Packers decide that's okay with us. Can that even happen? I'm looking yep. at a number on the screen that says they owe him $58 million.
4: Well, right. How does this work? So the acquiring team would, would inherit the, the salary, right? So they would have to pay him the $58 million. The, the, way the, the way the contract is structured, they have a deadline to pick up an option bonus. But that deadline is not till week one of the season. So they could wait to trade him until after June 1st, and then the cap hit for them is, is pretty small. But the like point is this million. trade
0: doesn't happen until June 1st if it happens, right? right?
4: It doesn't make a lot of sense for the Packers to do it before June 1st. No, it would it would be it would be financially <laughs> yeah, detrimental.
0: Yeah, be that team yeah. waiting for him to June 1st well, that's to make the decision. I mean, and what kind of chemistry would he have with those receivers? And look, I mean, now every team goes through free agency and the draft and everything else. And there's someone waiting around and saying, "Okay, on June 2nd, yeah. I'll go get Aaron Rodgers." I'll pass. Please let that I be the Jets. I was going to say our May shows would be awesome. <laughs> they really would. Yeah. All right, as we continue in a moment, we got to go to the other NFC game. What exactly? can Jalen Hurts do this weekend and maybe more important what can't he the news on this is enormous and we're going to the man who knows all live to Philly Sal Palantonio as always standing by as we get up with you on ESPN Eligible items only. Exclusions
1: apply. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash!
5: Football team, they can't stop nobody. Congratulations. See you at
0: this Can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. All right, it was the moment that made this man a legend, and we are happy all these years later to reunite yeah. Sal Palantonio and Bart Scott. Sally, very casual, but we were all thrown. <laughs> Sal, none of us has ever seen you. We assumed you slept in a tie, to be completely honest with you. But here you are back
5: with Bart all these years later. Good morning, Sal Pal. Good morning, Michael. You know, Nick said that Aaron Rodgers has a picture of himself. I have a picture of Bart Scott in my
0: house. <laughs> 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 uh, it is good to have you guys back together. Okay, but let's get to business here because no one knows the inside workings of the Philadelphia Eagles, of course, better than Sal Palantonio does. And all of the attention is on the throwing shoulder of Jalen Hurts. What can you tell us about the status of his shoulder going into their huge game Saturday night against
5: the Giants? Well, I'm a reporter, so we're not going to guess. We're not going to predict. I'm going to tell you what I know and what we don't know. So here's what we know. Uh, In practice this week, it's been a full go for Jalen Hurts. The ball, I'm told, has plenty of zip, plenty of accuracy. He's very decisive with the football, a lot of velocity. And the trajectory of the ball is the normal Jalen Hurts. He's moving around very well. Nick Sirianni has taken the restrictor plate off and told him it's time to go. And that is the message that Jalen Hurts has told his teammates behind the scenes. As Bart Scott said earlier, by any means necessary, we got to get it done. But what we don't know, Greeny, is very important. We don't know how that shoulder is going to react after he gets hit. Everybody's eyes will be on number one, pregame and during the game. How is he moving? How is he throwing the ball downfield after he gets hit? Gets hit how does he react? All of those things are unknowable. And when you have a great unknown like this, it adds so much suspense and drama to a football game or to a story like this, it really can't be overlooked. It really can't be overstated. Here you have the MVP candidate through the first 14 or 15 weeks. We haven't really seen the full Jalen Hurts for a month. It's a great unknown. It's the great drama of this weekend. How will Jalen Hurts play and how will that shoulder react after getting hit Everybody on that panel will tell you, who's an athlete, knows that a shoulder injury like that is easily re-injured, so it's very important to watch how Jalen Hurts reacts after he gets hit.
0: Stay with me, Sal. I want to keep you here for the conversation, but let me bring this to the table. Yesterday, Rob Ninkovich, and you played defense a long time in the NFL, when I asked Chris Canty, how will the Giants approach this game, he said to me, Greeny, they're going to check his oil. What does that mean, and how will they do it?
1: Huh? Well, i well, me. I was drop some weight it's
0: on
3: a, him. Is that not what you're familiar That's basically with? what
0: he was saying.
1: Yeah, yeah. you're going to yeah. check him. You're going to make sure that yeah. his shoulder is healthy enough to, to sustain. But w- w- how? Yeah. When he's a running back, he's a running back. He's out of that uh, quarterback protection, yeah, no protection bubble. Yeah. When he Once he puts that ball down in his hands like this and he's going forward – You're going to wrap him up, and similar to how he was injured, like the the defender literally just dropped on top of him. So you're going to have guys, okay, you're you're back, you're on the field, you're putting your helmet down like you want to be a running back, we're going to hit you like a running back. So this is what it comes to. He has the protection.
0: We all saw the ridiculous flag that Dexter Lawrence got in the game against Kirk Cousins the other day. He has that protection when he's a passer. But when he's running with the football, which when he's at his most effective, he does a lot. Bart, there is no such protection. They're going to land on him and make sure that shoulder can handle it.
2: Well, that, that, that's the key. Like We want to know if that element is not in their game, then that really takes a whole package out of our play because we have to have it organized, are we going to crash down? Are we going to get up the field? Are we going to slow play? You know, if, if that's not an element that we have to worry about, then it allows us to really play a lot faster because we take it away. But what we would say, um, and people don't like to hear it, we would say don't let them fall, right? Because what's better than one hit? Five. Mm. So when you get him, wrap him up. They're not going to blow the whistle because he's a guy that can break out of tackles. Everybody come get some. Everybody get a lick. We're going to hold him up and let's see if we can take some shots
1: on his arm. Well, that's another thing too. When, when they're running that option play, as an outside linebacker, defensive end, you can either slow play that or you can fast play that, and, and you can change that up. So, yeah. if, if you're running this right, read Crash. option type play, and instead of crashing, you just say, I'm going to go hit his upfield shoulder. And it's a coordination. I'm going to go get him, and everyone understands, okay, this play we're going to hit him, next yeah. play we're going to slow play. So, if I were to say, Damian Woody, that I feel like the
0: entire game comes down to this. The Eagles are a better team than the Giants if Jalen Hurts is most of himself. Yeah. They were the best team in the NFL this mm-hmm. year when he was most of himself, but if he is coming, if he isn't able to do all of these other things that he does besides throwing the football, this feels to me like it becomes pretty close to a dead even game. Is that overstating it?
3: No, it's not overstating it because the the, the, the quarterback design runs are such a huge part of of the Philadelphia Eagles offense, it, it's what makes their offense so dynamic. When you have, and we always talk about when you talk about the running game, it's a numbers game, right? Yeah. Like, it's, there's a difference between ten on eleven and eleven on eleven when you got a quarterback that can run the ball, like yeah. Jalen, Hur- Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. If he can't
4: run the ball, advantage, in my opinion, shifts towards the Giants. I think the key is when Sal said, what we know, what we don't know, right? What we know is things are better than they were two weeks ago. He is doing more in practice. What we don't know is really how it's going to affect his performance and their ability to to design a game plan and call plays around it, right? Because if he is compromised, if he is limited, and if he is in danger of hurting that thing worse by taking a hit, you could, they could run him less. They, they, could, they could put fewer plays yeah. uh, where he's obviously in harm's way. So I think, I think it's going to be something that affects them going forward because I don't think he's, I don't think he's full strength the rest of the way. So let me
0: circle it back to Sal now, because this past weekend, while your Eagles had their bye, you were in Minneapolis for that game between the Giants and the Vikings. And it was a, I don't want to say a coming out party, because he had a very nice year. But boy, Daniel Jones certainly turned a lot of heads. And it has begat the question on this show a lot of this week. Did the Giants find their, have they found their answer at quarterback going forward? Sal, what can you tell us?
5: I think that they have Greeny emphatically. Uh, When you look at what Daniel Jones has brought to the party this year, right? Uh, He's got the lowest number of turnovers, uh, highest number of rushes, rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. And in that game, specifically against the Vikings, what I saw was a guy throwing the ball. Look at this throw right here, bang. And he puts it right on the shoulder, outside shoulder, exactly where the wide receiver needs it. He was very decisive with his movements, very decisive, decisive with his ball placements. I think they got the quarterback of the future. I was there when Dave Gettleman drafted this guy and there was a lot of skepticism and it was for a a number of years about Daniel Jones because the turnovers were so high, but Brian Dayball, you know, coaching matters in this league. you got three former NFL players on that panel. They will tell you coaching matters and design matters. And with Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka, they have found the right guy. He's tough. He's smart. He's very coachable and he can do a lot of things. He's a dual threat quarterback who can run and who can throw, but circling back to Jalen hurts three specific points coming off of that debate. Number one, no. the Eagles no. have about f- five design run plays on average for Jalen hurts five number two, the RPOs. Are they putting it in miles Sanders belly at Boston Scott, or is he taking it out and running it? Those are things we will look for early in the football game. And then number three, Nink said Dallas and the Bucks was a pillow fight. This is the rumble in the concrete jungle of South (laughs) Philadelphia, baby. (laughs) NFC East, Giants and Eagles. You know it's going to be rough and tumble.
0: Absolutely. Sal is ready to go for that. I love all those. Let me quickly circle it back, though, to the Daniel Jones of it all, because Bart, for those who don't know, hosts the show now in New York, the radio show on ESPN Radio in New York. Is signing Daniel Jones up long-term, committing to him, paying him, I I don't mean like Patrick Mahomes gets paid, but paying him like legit quarterback money, is that the right thing for the Giants to do?
2: I think it absolutely is. You know, I've been saying for years on this panel that I saw a lot of similarities to Josh Allen, right? And and, and people laugh at you, but he is a dual threat quarterback. He's smart. He's tough. And this is the worst Daniel Jones that you're going to get because they have yet to surround him with weapons. He's doing this with guys that were on practice squads. You know, coaching matters. He's proven to, to everybody here. And listen, he survived for five years or four years of criticism, in the toughest market in all of sports, mm-hmm. and he come out the best side. He's a great spokesman for the New York Giants, and he's uh, fared himself very well. He deserves everything he gets.
0: You know, actually, I forget who was this, uh, uh, it was. It might have been Ryan Clark who said it here on Monday. He looked more like Josh Allen on Sunday than Josh Allen looked yeah. like Josh Allen yeah. on Sunday. Have the Giants found their guy?
3: Yes, they have found their guy. And a lot of what Bart said, the fact that he survived all those years of criticism, the turnovers and everything, and has come out on the other side, that's the guy you want representing your franchise in this city.
1: Agree? Yes, and I'll explain why. So when I'm watching this game, I literally said to myself, I thought they didn't have any receivers. And what a great quarterback does is he elevates the the group around him yeah. to a higher level. And I saw that. I literally saw Daniel Jones take a group of guys that were cut, castoffs, now leading the team in receptions and yardage, mm-hmm. and, and basically make them look like great football players. And that's what you want out of your number one starting quarterback that's going to make a lot of money. horse ball, multiplier. It's a like really good it. point.
0: It's an excellent point. Dan, the, the, the one thing mm-hmm. that could get thrown into all this, of course, is that some team or teams who are quarterback needy might throw a whole bunch of money in Daniel Jones' direction, yes?
4: Right, and, and then the Giants have the ability to franchise him and keep him off the market. Uh, they would, I think they would rather do a deal with Daniel Jones and then franchise Saquon Barkley if they're going to try and keep both. Mm-hmm. But th- if it comes to that, then I think they would hold him off the market with a franchise tag and work on a long-term deal. All right, Sal Pound, Tony, give us a final
5: word. Going back to Nink's point. Isaiah Hodgins, Watch him in this football game. There's a guy, a wide receiver out of Oregon State, who has developed on the fly with this offense, came in the middle of the year, and has done a remarkable job. And Daniel Jones gets him the football. Watch him in this game.
0: I want to say he had eight catches, 105 yards off the top of my head in the game on Sunday. Sal, awesome. As always, we will lean on you all week long as we work our way towards the Giants and the Eagles in Philly. Meanwhile, tonight, hockey night here on ESPN. Connor McDavid and the Oilers, Steven Stamkos, and the Lightning will be playing the fourth game of a five-game West Coast trip. Coverage 9 Eastern tonight from Edmonton here on ESPN. All right, as we roll on, it's Joe Burrow, it's Josh Allen. Both are studs. Which one of them would you choose to start a franchise with? I'm making everyone at this table answer that question next. And then, it is the most dangerous thing we do. <laughs> Damian Woody. Tiny helmets, large mallets. We've got goggles. We're making our picks next. Get up on ESPN. So much We are back on Get Up, getting set for Divisional Weekend. The game is either or. All right, Bart, in Philly, which quarterback will run for more yards, Daniel Jones or Jalen Hurts?
2: I think it's going to be Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts, I think they're going to do a good job in trying to take away A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. That's going to leave a lot of open lanes for, for Jalen Hurst just naturally to get some yards with his legs. Daniel Jones, they don't have to respect his receivers like that. You think about big play slates; so they're going to have a spy on them to make sure that that element is taken away from the Giants. All
0: right, Damian Woody next. Who will have more receiving yards in the AFC game, Jamar Chase or Stephon Diggs? Yeah, I'm going to go with Stephon Diggs. I mean, he's he's been the target
3: um, for Josh Allen, the one uh, explosive target. And I think that, you know, when you talk about the Cincinnati Bengals, you talk about their offensive line, right? Three of the five starters out that could pose an issue for, uh, you know, for Joe Burrow and, and, and them
0: as far as getting the ball out quicker. So I'm going with, I'm going with Stephon Davis this one. So let's stay in that game, Minko. Who will have more total touchdowns, rushing and passing, or any other combination, Joe Burrow
1: or Josh Allen? Total's the key here. I'm going Josh Allen because he can run the football. Joe Burrow's going to have a big day, but that, I think the X factor here is Josh Allen's ability to run for first downs, run for touchdowns, um, and throw touchdown passes, so he might end the day with four, so I, I think more. And if he Allen.
0: does, then that becomes a major factor. Vegas does like the Bills. Obviously, they are home. Joe Burrow and the Bengals, a five-and-a-half-point dog, but Burrow, as usual, confident. Listen.
2: I always enjoy going on the road. It's... uh. Just you and your guys feels like it's you against the world, and that's that's where we like to be. Do
5: you feel like an underdog going
2: into this game? I never feel like an underdog.
0: I never feel like an underdog. You know, Graziano and I were having a conversation before the meeting started this morning. There's just something a little different about the confidence
4: he has and the way it impacts that entire team. And he talks about it in interviews about his confidence as the result of his preparation. Like, they really feel like they are ready to go for whatever the situation is. I was at their game Sunday night in that locker room afterwards and talking to a couple of those guys. And uh, Jesse Bates the safety. I said, you know, because DeMar Hamlin is doing better, we can have this conversation, right? We're not being insensitive. But, like, you guys had a, a game plan for Buffalo. Like, uh, and, and you felt pretty good. He said, yeah, we felt really good about it. And he said, we got a couple series, and, and uh, it felt like a little bit of a scrimmage. So we're kind of eager to see how it works this week. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's, they, they feel very good about their chances. He's not just putting a brave face on it. So we have these two outstanding young quarterbacks. And I want to show you
0: something that we did. I asked everyone here to, to the, this following question. If you could start a franchise right now with Joe Burrow or Josh Allen, and, and look, let's face it, practically every team in the league would kill to start with either of them, which guy would you choose? Cindy, put him up there. I think this is fascinating to me. Everybody <laughs> said Burrow. Everybody. <laughs> Josh Allen, coming into this season, everyone was picking him as the MVP of the league. Yeah. He looks like the Hulk, and yet somehow Bart, why Burrow
2: over Allen? Well, I think everybody thinks I hate uh, Cincinnati out there, but listen, if we want to go back to the game. It looked like Cincinnati was on their way to going up 14-3. Like Joe Burrow just has something within the pocket, and I think that the Buffalo Bills ask far too much of Josh Allen to do uh, great things at all times. When you look at Burrow, he's so effective from the pocket, and he's under duress all the time. So I'd rather go with a guy that you know once his – Ability to make people miss and run is gone. Has another thing that he does well, and I think you know if you ask anybody who's the better Thor, and I think you know the football
0: acumen as well, I think they would say Joe Burrow is the Joe better Thor of the football. Over, over. I mean, I mean, I feel like coming into the season, it was like yeah. Mahomes and Allen, Mahomes and Allen, and all that. Here's Joe Burrow. Why Burrow? <laughs> because it seems like when everything is when chaos is
3: around, he's like this. It's calm. His heartbeat is just like minimal. And it, like this, like, like, like Joe I Montana. love, yeah, like, like, like he, that's what he reminded me of, Joe Montana, Joe Cool, like that's the type of guy I want. Like when you're in the huddle and you got all these fans screaming at you, whatever, and you got a quarterback that's just cool, calm, comp-
0: and confident, borderline cocky, yeah, yeah I, give me that guy. Well, bed, I mean, Nico so- <laughs> you won a bunch of Super Bowls playing with a guy who might fit a similar description. It's it's comparing anyone to Tom Brady, particularly someone as young as these guys are. But there is a little bit
1: of that, it feels like, to me, with Burrow. Especially in his leadership and how he talks about preparation. But, you know, the one thing that I do love about the kid is his confidence. And, you know, they asked him about a window. Put this on a T-shirt, your window yeah. to, to win in the playoffs. He said, the window is my career. That's <laughs> what he said. <laughs> I and love he's it. in Cincinnati it, talking like that. The window is my career. and but, but that's true because when you have a quarterback of his caliber, his smarts, his athletic ability, and, and the ability to, to have a team follow him, they're always going to have an opportunity to win football games. So, I love it. Real love quick. Bart just hit it for me. This
3: man came in and took the Cincinnati Bengals, the Bengals, and it totally changed the way we look at the Cincinnati Carson Palmer couldn't If do that it. if that
0: doesn't tell you like how special this dude is, I don't know what else to tell you. So, that's who these guys might take to start a franchise. Doesn't necessarily mean it's who they're going to take this weekend. It is time to smash the helmets. That's Welcome to the most dangerous this segment. Very- Big man, tiny helmet. <laughs> Who's getting smashed? Come on. Tom Brady's not gonna like that.
5: <gasps> yeah, that was an excellent <laughs> That stung a little bit, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> there's shrapnel
1: everywhere. How?
3: Oh. Back up a little bit. Oh! Okay. How about that? he's <laughs> out of here, <laughs> there's no coming back from that.
0: All right, here we go. We are going to do two separate selmet, uh, segments of helmet smashing today. We're going to do the AFC games here, and in the second hour, we'll do the NFC games. Just so you know how this thing works, big Damien Woody, very large mallets, very small helmets. He is going to smash the helmet of the losing team. The early game, this is Graziano's game, Jaguars-Chiefs, Kansas City is an eight-and-a-half point favorite at home. Who's getting smashed? Oh, my. god. Oh, oh, he got it. I'm good. I'll tough it out.
1: Dude, oh. you just went in. It's a good one. You got a will. Go oh, right here. I didn't hear.
4: Hear. hear so much. It's right there. Right here. Oh, no. We need ice.
2: That was awesome. We need ice on set. I took one of the junglers, dude. You guys are crazy.
3: It finally happened. Anyway. It finally happened. In the
0: face. We're in
3: playoff mode, baby. Okay. Oh, no. You have. Two days <laughs>
0: off. You had two days off. I did though. That's We will attend De Graziano. It is time. Why do we like Kansas City so much?
3: Yeah, listen, when you got – it's hard to go against Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, is, we talked about, like, all year, like, no Tyreek Hill. And what what, what is this – you know, what is this – you know, this offense going to look like. You got Patrick Mahomes. They're, they're special out there in Kansas City. They're very hard to be at home. I love what the Jacksonville Jaguars did coming, you know, coming back from that 27-0 deficit. Yeah. But it's a totally different animal. Beating Kansas I'm City sorry
0: that we're all laughing. <laughs> <Ingenuity>. Look at <laughs> this <laughs> guy.
3: Yeah. The, right a, the, the shrapnel, man. The shrapnel
0: guy. <laughs> this, this could be the okay. last sack time we do this. Let's keep it together here. Uh, Bengals, Bills. All right, I mean, here's the game we didn't get last time, right? And, and now we finally do. And these two legendary quarterbacks. Yeah, move Graziano out of the way. Buffalo is a five-and-a-half point home favorite. Who's getting smashed? Oh! Oh! Um, yeah, that is a smashing. Yes, oh, that it is. is it. It. The bill yeah. is going I'm, down. I'm. Why?
3: I'm a big believer in Joe Kuhn, Okay, I know wow. like that the situation with the offensive line isn't great, but he's been dealing with that his whole time. In, in, you know, in Cincinnati, I mm. think the, the weapons that they have are on the perimeter with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and those guys. I don't think the Buffalo Bills defensively are going to be able to stop stop what
2: Joe Burrow is going, br- is going to bring to the you table. You like Cincinnati, too? I like Cincinnati. Oh, listen, wow. I, I think Cincinnati, listen, I thought that this team was flawed a little bit. You know, the loss of Hamlin, remember, he was
0: picking, filling a big space, a void that they had yeah, in the safety yeah. position. Cincinnati or Buffalo? Cincinnati. Wow. Everybody likes I the. I was alone. Everybody Cincinnati. likes the Bengals. We'll see what happens. And, and once again, we have to attend. There will be some medical. attention. <laughs> yeah. Medic! <laughs> I ice I don't know. Ice for me. I turn <laughs> I mean, to the side. side. Turn to the side.
4: Oh, yes. <laughs> Down goes I don't have the kind of I'm job sorry. where you should get
0: hurt. <laughs> <Okay. but laughs> that should not happen We will my take job. a break. As we continue, the Cowboys looked back on track <laughs> Monday night. Now they face <laughs> their toughest test yet. We'll tell you Can what Dak needs, needs to do. Someone get ice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got a well. Oh, I know. Even a game. paintball.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh.